0: Hello everyone, Britt here again
1: today, we're back to the podcast Rebels, Six Figure Podcast Rebels, and we have a very exciting guest coming on the show today, can't wait to introduce her. Laura Powers has published eight books on the psychic realm, Laura produces and hosts several podcasts with a large and growing audience of approximately 8 million, it's incredible. Laura interviews a variety of guest experts. NYT best-selling author, authors and other influencers on her podcast about business, empowerment, writing, design, and in, and uh, the entertainment industry. She's also on a mission to help entrepreneurs grow to six figures and beyond. Laura is also the host of Powers Hour and Healing Powers podcast. Super excited to have you on today, Laura. Thanks so much for making the time. Um, you know, we're gonna have some great conversation uh, throughout the interview just about you know what's working what's not working or what hasn't worked we'll talk about the challenges and stuff too and the wins so there'll be some great conversation within that alone and some great takeaways but before we jump into that would you mind just you know going ahead and telling us a little bit about yourself you know your background your story
2: Sure, so I was actually born in France um, and I was child to two hippie musicians who traveled around and basically, uh, you know, made their living um, playing music all over Europe. Uh, so I grew up, you know, traveling ever since I was really little. And my mother left my father when I was five. And that's when we came to the United States. So uh, I came to the United States as a French speaker. So I learned English in school. So in a way that was difficult, but I think it actually helped me that I, I basically, from a very young age, I had to learn how to just figure things out, like, you know, how to go to school when I didn't speak the language anyone else spoke. I remember just, you know, not knowing what anyone was was talking about. Um, and ever since I was little, I, I felt that I was different. And uh, as I grew older, I understood that other people didn't see and sense things the way that I did. So I'm a psychic medium, which means I see and sense spirits and I basically thought I was crazy for a long time until other people uh, confirmed my abilities that I could see and Amazing. sense spirits. Um, and so I tried to block it out for many years, but basically it was you know, not a healthy thing for me. I ended up coming back to it, um, reopening back my gifts, starting to take classes. And that's when things really shifted and opened up for me. So um, rather than being, you know, this kind of scary uh, thing where I was judged or people thought I was crazy, it actually uh, meant that I was really supported. And I got a lot of people that were curious about it. And I also have my master's degree in political science and I used to work in government and politics. So I think that's helpful for me because other people can, you know, sense that I can function in like the, you know, the grounded physical plane and and business world. amazing. Yeah. but then also have this deeper understanding of the spiritual realm. And I basically grew my business as a psychic very, very quickly. And one of the strategies that I used to do that was podcasting and media, including television. And so I, then I started to get a lot of questions from other you know, entrepreneurs, especially in this sort of spiritual and healing spaces, trying to figure out how I, how I had done what I had done. So I started to expand um, to help others figure out how to grow their own business and reach as well through podcasting, through writing books, and through media. That is incredible.
1: And you know, you were we were speaking about it earlier. Uh, you know, you've you've really traveled quite often, and di- you just brought your business with you and kind of did it everywhere
2: you went. Is that how? How you made it yeah, work? Yeah, basically, yeah, I had moved at one point to Los Angeles and was kind of burnt out on the scene there. It's an like expensive place to live and it's definitely can be a challenging place. And at that point, right. I just decided, you know, I'm just going to travel. But I had thankfully built some things online so that I was able to do that. And I just started to just kind of run my business wherever I was, started to do media appearances, you know, travel to, for conferences, um, speaking, and also for podcast interviews, both interviews I was giving as well as interviews that I was featured in. And I just saw what it did for my business. And also, I just love, you know, the sort of magic of traveling and being different places and meeting different people. And I actually view it a lot as, you know, you know, when a musician, for example, goes on tour, uh, you know, I think it's very difficult to get a high level of success um, when you're just with your local kind of following, in, a, in an area but you can really right, get is. to that next level when you go and expand your reach to the world basically a
1: hundred percent love that now um we were we were talking a bit before the interview again about you know how to get from podcast to
2: television do you mind touching on that for the people listening today Sure. Yeah. This is one of the things that I teach, and I'm getting ready to start a class in early spring next year of my next round. I have so the classes that I teach. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, one of the first things is to just really treat yourself as a media personality. Um, if you have a platform, so whether that's a podcast or, you know, Instagram or Facebook, or you have a following, start to really cultivate that. Um, and create professional promo materials. That's really huge. And a lot of people don't know to do that, or they don't know how to do that. Create a reel, create a one sheet, get professional photos. And then the next step is really to pitch yourself and put yourself out there. Um, you know, Do public speaking, um, pitch media. So there's multiple steps and it's not you know a silver bullet situation, but the, the biggest thing I can say is just to like really put yourself out there and do the work to make yourself um, professional in whatever area it is that you're in. So, you know, you can't expect to get these high level bookings if you don't, you know, put some effort and invest in yourself.
1: Right, right. Amazing. And, you know, with your mission to help other entrepreneurs grow as, as to six figures or higher, what is the biggest way you you get that out there and, you know, get, attract these entrepreneurs and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. So I think it's, um, you know, doing that work and uh, honing your craft, you know, with whatever it is that you do. Um, And then a huge part of this is just honoring your value, you know, just basically, believing that you are worth, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is that you're putting yourself out there for. I remember, so uh, when I raised my prices significantly um, many years ago, this was early on in my business. And for the first time I was charging like 200 an hour, which felt like, you know, crazy high to me at the time. coming from like a traditional job background. And that's when I started to get people reaching out to me for my website, you know, that weren't um, you know, in my circle. And I remember being like, oh, there's a value um that is attached to you based on how you value yourself. There's this perceived value from other people. So to just keep working on your own perceived value, elevating what you're charging, make sure you're doing you know increases regularly. And then I'm also a big fan of creating, you know, some kind of evergreen product or service that just continues to come back to you. So like today I just got from one of the companies, I just got, you know, book royalties that were just deposited in my account. And I love that kind of thing where I'm just like traveling, doing whatever I want to do. And I just get, you know, affiliate commissions, um, you know, for my podcast, uh, book royalties. Also, I offer, uh, you know... Course uh, payment options for my courses, for example. So, um, you know, someone paid for a course and they're paying in payments, and I get payments just throughout the month. And as an entrepreneur, I think it's really, really helpful to build that kind of stability in because there is 100%. such, you know, an irregularity with our pay um, for for many entrepreneurs. So to to build in that structure somehow so that you're like, okay, this month I know this month I know I'll get 10k or I know I'll get 20k or you know whatever it is from all these, you know, things that you've created over time. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you're hundred percent right on that, you know, and I, I actually
1: was super excited. <laughs> this is kind of a question that um, just came to me and I should have asked earlier, but I, and we kind of talked about it before the interview again, but I didn't want to talk to it. I talked to you about it over the interview so everyone listening could hear. Can you tell us
2: about, you know, being featured on Will Ferrell's Wrong Burgundy podcast? Yeah, so this is where I talk about, you know, really building and, you know, putting professional materials out there. So um, so, I at that point had been working and doing um, media and appearances for a while. And one of the first things I would recommend is whatever you have, whether it's podcast interviews, you know, features on a website, whatever. Um, first of all, have a website on your website. Make sure that all that stuff is prominent, front and center. So, if you go to my website, either my website, healingpowers.net or powershour.biz, you will see right away all the media that I've been featured on. You can literally go and you're like, oh my gosh, she's been on ABC, CBS, NBC, you know, all the things you know it's very obvious um and then have a media page where you literally list like here's the appearances um and then create a reel so basically over the years I had been just doing that cultivating and kind of upgrading my sort of package of you know here's what I've been on here's what I offer and uh the Ron Burgundy podcast, which is Will Farrell's podcast, it's him as the anchor man um, from the movie Ron, it's the character Ron Burgundy. Uh, that is not when you pitch, that is one like you get invited on. Um and after I thank you. Yeah, and it was a paid appearance. So as everyone knows I was literally paid to work with Will Farrell, which is amazing. It's
1: freaking awesome. <laughs>
2: um so what I want everyone to know is I I checked in with the producer after the interview and I just said, you know, what was your process? And she said, she spent several hours on my website before she reached out to me. And I honestly, at the time was like hours, like, oh my gosh, like hours. And I just was thinking like, you know, I have a blog, She's probably reading blog posts, you know, books, uh, links to my, all the books that I've written, you know, my media reel. Um, so, it's just important to know that you, you typically don't just jump right to something like that. You really build, you know, so it might be just start with a local podcast or a local, you know, TV news appearance, and then you just gradually build over time, but just make sure that when people go to your website or they see your one sheet, which is like one page document that references you and what you offer and your experience, that it's all front and center and really easy for people to see all that experience. Because when you get to high level stuff, they're going to want to make sure that you get there and you don't like choke right that you right, right, right. you have that experience and professionalism to take these opportunities
1: absolutely thank you for sharing that now what would you say uh the biggest win has been with your podcast
2: oh my gosh i mean oh, your it's podcast literally- yeah, it's literally my my biggest um, lead generation and client generation tool. Um, so my clients and services are high. You know, the the lowest offering in terms of like service wise is two fifty. Um, and then it goes up, and my classes um, are typically seven hundred dollars. And then my longer, bigger group classes are thousands of dollars. So yeah, if yeah. someone comes into my sort of circle as a, a client or a customer, some they're frequently spend like five to ten k. So it, it's a big deal for me when a you know client comes in, um, just in terms of the bottom line and business. And it really comes in through podcasting and media. Maybe someone might hear about me on some other media and frequently what happens is that then they come and, you know, read my books or listen to my podcast. And, you know, the thing about the podcast in particular is that people really start to feel like they know you because they're listening to hours of content. And my podcast, i feel been powers podcast. I've been running for almost 12 years.
1: So oh I've my literally- gosh.
2: 12 years of, you know, getting to know Laura. And not only that, but seeing my, you know, growth from where I started as like a brand new entrepreneur, just, you know, new to podcasting, trying to figure everything out to where I am today, where I'm I'm really building to doing a lot more television and paid television appearances. Um, And, you know, just being viewed as a a high level expert in my field. Um, But I didn't get there right away. So I just want people to know, like, it's important to not compare yourself and just basically take those, you know, daily steps. Um, You know, I'm often struck by how many people are like, they, they feel frustrated. I'm like, Are you, you know, are you pitching? Are you really putting yourself out there? Are you creating content? Are you writing books? Are you doing these things? Because that's when it, what's going to really help you in the long term. Right,
1: right. And what would you say the biggest, I guess, actually, what's your client acquisition, accusation like?
2: Um, I don't, I don't do any advertising. It's literally just, you know, people hear about me through these various things. And okay. then when they come in, they, you know, I ask how they heard about me and it's very commonly either word of mouth or, you know, podcast um, media. And I literally have people that come in and they'll jump right to buying a package or something. Love um, that. So, so, you know, first of all, make it easy for people to do that, um, have offerings for them. Um, and then, also, you know, in your materials, you know, have testimonials, referrals. Um, I don't use this as much now, but in the beginning of my business, Yelp was very helpful. Literally yeah, having okay. a Yelp page and people, you know, had written reviews and I, and then you could put that on your website. You know, I have so many <laughs> five-star reviews on Yelp, et cetera, but anything that you can do to build that know, like, and trust factor, including media, including writing books, um, and then speaking, all of these things will help. And and okay. by the way, I want to share. You know, you always know more than something about you know than some people. So, for right. example, um, I booked a talk at a local library in the very very beginning of my business, and I was like, I feel like I had something should I should have something to offer. So I literally just blocked out my calendar for a month and just wrote a book, and then like six weeks later, I had my first book, and it was. <laughs> It was not professionally packaged. It was literally like spiral brown from the, the local print shop, but I had it. And then I, I started, you know, I went to writing and publishing conferences and figuring out like how to make this more like a book, you know, how to get it bound and, you know, go through Amazon and the whole deal. But the point right. is you just start where you are, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just start ugly and just, you know, go up from there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so exciting. And now with the clients that, you know, you attract now, do they, do they often do you interview them as well? Or do you just stick to like interviewing experts and stuff like that? Or do you ever do like testimonial, testimonial interviews after people
2: go through your programs or anything like that? I'm just, I'm curious. I can probably do more of that. That's not something I've really done. I guess I just do word of mouth and repeat clients. Yeah. Um a lot of my cool. clients come in and they're my clients for like multiple, multiple years because they see the benefits and the results. Right, um, right. that are happening with them. So um sometimes people come in and they, you know, they become my clients after we've connected and they've been on the show. Um, so that's pretty common. Um people come in to meet me and then they hear what I do and they see what I'm doing. You know, they literally see me on the red carpet and can or they see me or you got on so the cool. TV show or or, you know, yeah. whatever, working with these celebrities. And then they're like, well, clearly this is working. And so then they, you know, they want to learn more and connect. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is figure out whatever, you know, you're going to focus on, whether it's writing a book or, or getting yourself out there on in interviews or, you know, and, and, and I recommend both, for example, but you don't have to do it all at once. Just pick something and just really make that progress. And I'm right. a huge believer in, you know, the sort of um, the, the tortoise strategy from the tortoise in the hare. <laughs> Just keep, yeah, yeah. If you just keep doing your daily practice of of whatever it is that you're going to do consistently, yeah, you actually are going to have some major, major gains. And I've had some pretty big, sort of hair moments of like major leaps, but the truth is that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't built that sort of, you know, structure underneath with the daily consistent work, too.
1: Right, right. Oh, well, I love what you're doing. And now, what would you say um, would be some of the biggest challenges that you faced? with the podcast and within the business what are some of the challenges
2: oh my gosh well in the beginning so I was in government and politics and then the recession and housing uh bubble burst hit in like 809 and I basically kind of started over um you know started taking psychic training and started my business as a psychic and I mean if I can make it with a psychic business during the recession. <laughs> Swear anything's possible because right, right. it's not a traditional business. That's also when I started my podcast, and it was really interesting because now everyone knows what a podcast is, and you know all the celebrities have podcasts, and it's like a very mainstream thing. But when I started a podcast, the literally the the standard response to to when I said I was a podcaster was "What's a podcast?" Right? <laughs> because people people didn't know about it. It was so they didn't early. Know But I just, I had such a strong intuitive, you know, urge and desire um, to put messages out there and I just kept going. And then it's really paid off and being an early adopter as a podcaster has been really beneficial for having such a large reach, for example. Um, So just, you know, do your work, um, follow your heart in terms of what's possible. and, And one of the biggest things that was important for me in the beginning is surround yourself with positive successful and inspiring people, um, follow positive, successful and inspiring people on social media, you know, on podcasts, take classes, get in the room, even if you have to pay for it in the beginning to sign for a class or whatever, you know, there is this kind of energetic sort of transfer that I think happens and really at the conversely let go of the people that are sort of those, you know, negative Nellies, you know, the ones that don't have, high hopes and dreams that poo-poo whatever it is that you're trying to create. And I remember many, many people just being like, wow, you're just doing this podcasting thing and you're, you don't have a regular job. Cause I, I had done some contracting while I was building mm-hmm. my psychic business, but pretty quickly I was like, oh, I make like 10 times an hour. What I do, you know, consulting as I do in my own business. And I just switched my right. focus to my own business, right. but it wasn't a regular job. So a lot of people just couldn't, they couldn't get it. They didn't understand it and how it was going to work. And then when I started to have significant things, major TV appearances, celebrity clients, you know, being on Will host podcast, all of a sudden, and all these people that had really, naysayed saved me and didn't get it. All of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess there's something there. So right. you know, it may take a while for whatever your vision is to come into fruition and just don't listen to those people that can't see your vision or don't support it. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree
1: with that. You know, um, you have to surround yourself with those people who are positive, lifting you up and believe in your vision. Like, you know, you you can't because there's always going to be those negative people and they're going to try to drag you down. And also, like, people get afraid of that failure. So if you're surrounding yourself around people who are just saying, oh, that's not going to work, this and that, like, you're going to eventually just quit, right? So you gotta right. just be in check with who you're surrounding yourself with. Absolutely agree with
2: that. Yeah, I love that quote. It's it's I think it was a coach that said it a while back, but it was, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And and then their five friends too or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. It's and it's really an energetic thing as well as like what you perceive to be possible. Like we tend to um have perceptions about possibility based on who we're around. And that's, you know, we talked about traveling before we started the interview. That's part of, one of the reasons I love to travel because, you know, when I travel, I often meet really incredible people that are successful and it's really helped me with shifting my sort of mindset to, you know, what's possible and accessible for me um, right. versus, you know, growing up, um, you know, in a small hometown, um, you know, where I love my hometown, but there, you know, there, there wasn't, weren't some of those models for, you know, kind of bigger level things for what I was wanting to shifting into particularly as it relates to entertainment.
1: Absolutely. Interesting. So, you know, another question I was going to ask you, um, what is like one of the biggest focuses you have right now with your, your several different podcasts?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I focus on my healing powers podcast. It's a mind, body, spirit podcast, and that's really about, you know, being well and leveling up and, um, being in alignment on a soul level. And we talk about anything from health to, you know, angels and spirits, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. to soul path. And then my powers, Hour podcast is, is really focused specifically on business and leveling up. Um, and I talk about you know mindset, um, podcasting, you know visibility, and then I interview a lot of world class experts. Um, so, for example, um, you know you know the co author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, uh, you know uh, the high level people, TV stars, and I just think that that's how we learn is, is from seeing how other people are doing it and then modeling after that.
1: Amazing. That's awesome. And, um,
2: do you monetize those podcasts or no, or how does that work? Yeah. So, uh, monetization is a question I get a lot and yes, there's several ways to monetize the the first one people tend to think of is through advertisers, you know, where someone's Mm -hmm. paying to get in front of your audience. I have certainly done a lot of that. I've been, you know, represented by agencies and then worked out my own deals with different brands, um, the second area is affiliate uh, payments where you know you get a referral commission for you know if someone purchases a product with a link or code um, from your podcast or site and then the third is your own um, you know products or services that you sell and when I'm still built you know building my own products and services in the beginning I've really focused on sponsorships and ads okay. and that was really helpful in the beginning as I've grown, I have shifted my focus. So I still do some affiliates. um, uh, And then my main way of monetization is just my own products and services. So you have to figure out where you are. If you don't have a product or service, I highly recommend creating one, even if it's a book, you know, or a a small, you know, do it your own pace course or something that you can promote, because in most cases you're going to be able to monetize that more easily. Um, then you know, sponsorship. Um, but yes, I, I know that I when you're beginning, I think the the tendency is to want to focus on sponsorships, and I totally understand. Like, I've been there, but it's just yeah. develop whatever it is that's your own thing because you can always, you know, make more money off of that than some, you know, promoting someone else's thing. Absolutely. And you're
1: so right. And I, like you said, like
2: it's, it's totally normal to feel that sponsor
1: sponsorships are the way to go, but honestly, like you said, um, develop your own thing and you can make a lot, scale a lot more that way. Absolutely. Know?
2: Yeah. And, and I also Do you want to tell us about, mm-hmm. about how you were scaling. Sorry, you can continue. Oh, actually. oh sorry. I just would say, I recommend having, you know, something, you know, always have something low cost or free and then something high cost, you mm-hmm. know, so have a high you ticket know, offer too. Yeah. Yeah. So a book or something obviously is low cost, but then make sure you have something that's a higher price point with a, you know, maybe more service offering, um, because some people will just want that. And if you don't have that, you're, you're, you know, missing it and putting it on the table. Right. Right. And,
1: um, how do you go about, I know we were talking earlier about scaling and within the podcast, using the podcast and stuff. What, um, Can we talk a little bit deeper about that and how you go about doing it?
2: Sure. I mean, one of the biggest things I did to scale was start to offer group classes. So to shift from a sort of one-to-one service model or just having, you know, books, for example, um, to a model that was, you know, basically helping a lot more people and then making more money per this sort of time and effort. And then the wonderful thing about a group programmer course is a lot of times you can just kind of refresh your materials. Once you've done it, you know, you don't have to just recreate the whole thing all over again. So I'm like starting my next podcast, which is based on my book, Rock Your Podcast, How to Launch, Grow and Monetize Your Show. Um, That's for podcasters and specifically people wanting to monetize or make money from their podcast. And this will be my fifth round of it that I'm doing. It's a group class. So for example, just showing that class as an example, you know, it, it varies from say, you know, 10 to 20 people typically in the class at a time. Um, you know, there's online videos, there's worksheets, examples of like a one sheet, how to create a reel, um, you know, how to create good promo photos, how to pitch, because let me tell you, I get so many bad pitches as a podcaster. I'm sure you probably do too. Um, and it's like most people yeah. do the exact opposite of what they should do in a pitch. So even if you don't want to run your own podcast, like how do you successfully pitch other podcasts and other television and media? Um, so create, you have all this information and resources that I provide that people can access, you know, in, you know, indefinitely after they take the course. And then we have a group. So like when people take the class, um, first of all, it's easier for me because I'm not spending, you know, 20 hours in you know, each each class. Meaning, like one on one for 20 people, it's like um, one hour with 20 people, right? So it's it's much more efficient. But then also, so much of I think of what we're talking about here is like modeling and community building and connecting with like minded people. So they connect with. Right each other in the course. And then also with the guest experts that I bring in. So I'm basically connecting you with my, you know, Rolodex of like amazing high level people. So that's an example of how I've done it to scale from just like, you know, podcast coaching or business coaching to, okay, so I'm just going to, you know, do this and, and, you know, uh, from one course, you know, make 50 K versus, you know, just a little bit of consulting income.
1: Right. Absolutely. I like the way you do it. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, so, with your your business, um, and within the the um, podcast as well, what would you say like your desire for this next year is to do?
2: Yeah, so one of the things I'm really shifting more into this year is um, more in entertainment and paid television appearances. So I've done a lot of, of television appearances, and wanting to shift into more, you know, paid work in that area. Just like many things, you know, you start out and then you build, uh, you right. build um, your portfolio and your reel, et cetera. Um, and and as I do that, then I'm also, you know, teaching others kind of what I'm learning as I go, because um, right. there's definitely a learning curve. Um, and also so much of this is about, you know, the networks and the contacts that you create. So I've done that now with podcasting and now I'm doing it with television. television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> and so if you were to say triple your revenue and profit in one year, would there be any different challenges that you think may come up or any
2: changes you would have to make? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that when whenever you grow, you have to, you know, do things differently. You can't, you know, you'll just get burned out if you try to do things the same. Um, um, And and it's funny because the more I make, the less I work, which I know sounds like a funny thing, but I generally run, run my business now working about two hours a day. Um, And that includes podcast appearances, that that includes teaching, that includes one-on-one client time, that includes connecting with my team. Um, And and I've just basically structured it. I'm like, you know, one of the things that happens when you do that is like the stuff that's like not important, just kind of starts to fall away and you become more efficient. Right, now I haven't, right. I haven't like jumped right to that. There's definitely been times in my business where I worked a lot more hours, but, you know, right. hiring key staff people um, is really important. And if you don't have uh, an administrative assistant, like get one right away, you know, a virtual right. assistant, um, I have a team. Many of them are in the Philippines. I have team members here in the United States as well. Um, but basically, it's like things have to get done. But do you individually have to do them? And whatever your budget is, there's someone that can help you. And I first started Absolutely. and I wasn't making that much. And I just hired, you know, a VA at $5 an hour for five hours a week that's what I could handle at the time, right? $25 a week, you know, (laughs) but it was so helpful. So just wherever you are, um, go there and then, yeah, just, um, know that as you invest in team members and systems, you know, that it will come back to you.
1: Yeah. And it will grow, like, honestly, like it'll bring you more business and, you know, so absolutely can agree with you there. 100%. 100%. And like, also when you work during the days, like it's actual intent, like those couple hours or however many you do each day, like it's actually intentional work. I think at, whereas like a lot of the time when people work all day long, they actually don't really get as much done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's this, I can't remember what lot is, but basically, you know, whatever uh, task you have fills the amount of time that you have.
1: Right. You know, so yes. if, you, so yes. if you have
2: two hours, you're going to, you know, you're going to get it done. But so much of that is our mindset. And, you know, um, and there's a lot of yeah time wasted, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're in a regular job, you know, I'm not talking about posting on social media, but, you know, just scrolling on social media um, or, right. you know, various um, activities that are not actually maybe very beneficial for you and what you're trying to accomplish. So I think one of the things that's really important is to really focus on like what it is that I'm trying to create here. And just make sure that whatever you're working on, um, is moving towards that end goal. Right. I agree.
1: I agree. Amazing. Well, Laura, thank you so much for sharing all your insight. Honestly, it was also valuable for our listeners and, um, I know that so many listening will be able to relate to the things that you're saying on their journey. So super, super happy you were able to make it on today. Um, But before we jump off, what would be the best way to go
2: ahead and connect with you for anyone listening? Sure. So my website for my psychic spiritual work is healingpowers.net. And then it's powershour.biz for the podcasting kind of coaching and, and book publishing side. And then my email address is bookings at laurapowers.net. If anyone wants to reach out and I'm active on Instagram at Powers 44 Beautiful. Thank you so much,
1: Laura, for coming on today. Appreciate you. Group, you so if you're much. listening. Yeah, absolutely. Group, if you're listening and you want to come on just like beautiful Laura Powers did today, please go to podcastrebels.com and fill out the application. We'd love to have you on as well. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much, Laura.
0: Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.